Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. The reason I'm teaching this, number one, it's a great passion of mine. But over the years, I get to be, you know, in the moment where I, and and to me it's a privilege to hear of uh, children of God, Christians, members of the body of Christ, and how they were in one place in life and then all of a sudden as they put forth, especially what we're gonna be teaching in the next couple weeks, these biblical principles, and then all of a sudden they're here in a better place in life. Matter of fact, how many noticed in the songs that we sang, one song was mentioned from glory to glory. How many remember that song? Scripture says we go from glory to glory. Well, for some of you who are new to this, you may not understand that. To go from glory to glory, it talks about how the Holy Spirit in your life will mature, change, and as we say, grow you up. So in other words, in the other song, it says that we overcome by the what? Word of our testimony. Here's part of what that word of our testimony is. It isn't just that I was, was saved by Jesus and his precious blood and sacrifice. How many know that's the beginning of the beginning? But I not only was saved by Jesus' precious blood, but I'm continually being changed and transformed. In other words, it means this. Part of my word of the testimony is this, to overcome. I once acted like this, but now I act like this for the better. How many know what I'm talking about? Let me give you a perfect example. I share this as much as I can because I've been delivered and I've been set free and I've been forgiven, but it helps, especially the men here this morning, understand the realness of why we as pastors preach what we preach and why we should preach it with such passion. See, when Missy and I first got married, I was the kind of guy that put holes in the walls of our home because I was so angry. But see, you know what part of my word of the testimony is? I once acted like that, but now I don't. Come on, smile back at me. Oh, I know, none of you ever done stuff in your life. How many understand that's part of our word of our testimony? See, when I stand there and I worship God, sometimes I think back what I once was and what I once did, even as a Christian. And let me emphasize, especially as a Christian. See, when you're a sinner, it's obvious you're going to act like that. But how many know a man of God doesn't put holes in the walls of his home? But that's what I learned from my daddy. My daddy's changed and forgiven as well. I'm talking about my natural father. He did that, so guess what Ken learned to do? But being married to the precious woman that I'm married to, that didn't last long in our marriage. How many understand what I mean? How many know this tough love? Thank God for a woman I married. Amen? But that's part of our word of our testimony. See, you can tell over time, and especially for those who are newer to Christianity, listen to me, this is important, because I, I want to see you grow and experience what some of us had and, and are going to continue to grow. But even for those of us who've been in the Lord for some time, this worth for us too. Because we can get kind of comfy. How do know what I'm talking about? But when you see people fanatically worshiping God and just excited worshiping God, and they're just, because they know they once were here, but now they're on a journey to here. 
How many know there's nothing like it? Come on, give me some feedback. There's nothing like it. Let me read to you these prayer requests. If you don't know, we have a cross there and a cross there, but especially the cross in the back. And they do this over at Children's Ministry as well. There's opportunity for you to fill out a post-it note, a prayer request, and then post it to the cross. And then we have, as a staff are committed on a regular basis to pray over your request. Let me read some of these. Now, the yellow one is adult. The white ones are kids. Now, let me read to you why. This is, this is part of why we as pastors preach what we preach with such passion. As a matter of fact, folks will say, well, how do you know what to preach on a regular basis? It's real easy. It's called read your prayer request. How many know we're pretty smart for that? <laughs> Amen? It says, here's a, a request from an adult. That I will be able to be with my children again. How, how many know that if that don't move your heart, nothing will? That means that they probably were with their kids and through a divorce or some kind of situation, their kids have been removed from them. How many know when you have kids, you meant to have your kids? Come on, mom and dad. We love our kids and sometimes they act the way they act. And all moms and dads said. But you still love your kids and you wanna be with your kids because your kids are meant to what? Be with you. Could you feel the pain in that prayer request? Listen to this, this is from a child that I can please, or help me to please have a better life. A child is asking and says, please, that I may have a better life. How many know that ought not be? A child is to be feeling secure and at peace. But how many know in life that happens, right? Listen to this one. It says that I may, this is a child putting a request, that I may be back with my mom and dad. How about that? I actually thought, well, maybe it's the same. The one that the, the adult wrote and the child wrote, maybe they're the same family, I don't know. But how many know a child shouldn't be asking and begging that they can get back with their parents? And here's the last one, listen to this. It says that all blind people will be able to see the world before it's gone. Isn't that a cool prayer request from a child? That all blind people will see the world before it's gone. Now, I'm gonna take that twofold. Now, obviously, I'm sure the child meant someone who's naturally blind and they wanna be able to see the beauty of God's creation. How many know God's a master at creation? Right? But listen to this, he's a master of creation of what he created the world to be and how beautiful it is. But how much more the master of creation for the life he created for you to live? I think sometimes we forget that or maybe we've never heard that. Maybe we've never been taught that. So for that prayer request for the blind to see the world before it's gone, yeah, naturally we want to know that people could be healed and walk in freedom, amen? But how about spiritually? Are you blinded? Am I blinded? Are we blinded to the life that God, that God himself created for us before this life is over? How many are with me this morning? Folks, throughout this series, I pray that scales will fall from your eyes, that you're gonna begin to have peaks, sneak peaks, even more deeper into the light that God has for you. 
Because let me tell you something, biblically, I have the word of God backing me up on the statement I'm about to make. The life you have right now ain't, ain't, ain't nothing like you will dare to experience. How many with me this morning? For some of you, you're looking at your life saying, yes, I want that. For some of us, we all comfy and cozy and we're like, I'm okay. No, you ain't. As long as you're breathing, God's not done creating. In other words, in other words, you're not done maturing. You're not done growing. There's more. Everybody say more. Turn to your neighbor and say more. All right, here we go. Grab your notes, grab your pen. Remember, goals, it's hashtag goals. We want you to get on social media throughout this series. And anytime that you may possibly quote something or, you know, whatever in a tweet or your Facebook post, whatever, you may mention something of what we're teaching. I hope you do. Make sure you include that hashtag goals, okay? We want it to all connect. Look at Psalm 1 on your notes. It says, blessed, happy, fortunate, and prosperous. How many believe that's a good way to start? And, everybody say and, enviable. See, we want you to experience that happy, which I'm looking at some of you today. I think that's a good start. Smile back at me. Some of you are going through some pain. I understand that, but let me tell you something. God got you covered. I'm telling you, I'm not saying that to be insensitive. I'm saying that to be very sensitive. God has you covered. Listen, he's a master at taking something that's been terrible and turning it for the good. He's a master at taking pain and turning it for joy. He's a master. So happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable does God want you to become? That's really what blessed, if you want to define blessed. So no one is, in other words, when somebody says to you, God bless you, hey, that means we want you happy. God wants you fortunate, prosperous, and enviable. Enviable meaning that the world, those who don't know Jesus, obviously, will look at your life and go, wow, I want what they got. How many believe that's a good start? Let let me help you though. There are some of us who maybe haven't been taught these kind of principles, but maybe at your workplace or your neighbors or family of those who don't know the Lord and you're going to them with all your problems. Folks, let me tell you something. That's something you want to stop doing right now because they don't have the answer for you. That's what this Psalm is telling us. The Psalm is teaching us the source of all that you need. How many know God obviously is the source? Everybody say that's obvious. But not only that, see what God wants you to do is God wants you to begin to tap in to him as the source and one of the sources that God has provided is called your church. Now, here's where the rub may come for some, but I'm good at rubbing and I'm good at stinging. In fact, after first service, it was phenomenal. The folks that came up afterwards and said, thank you for speaking the truth into my life because I love you enough 
Pastor Don loves you enough, all the pastoral staff here love you enough to tell you the truth. What else is there? How many with me this morning? The Bible says the truth will set you free, but you gotta know the truth. So for some, because you're living in pain, and that's where my heartbeat is, so I'm willing to tell you straight up the way it is so that you can quit living in pain. In other words, if you're one of those that constantly go to the wrong sources like your neighbors or your family or coworkers who don't know Jesus and you're telling them all your problems of life, they don't have no right answers for you. They may think they have right answers, but they're all the wrong answers according to Psalm 1 anyways. That's not my opinion, that's Psalm 1, amen? So in other words, it's God's opinion. So what you wanna become is one who comes into church and not just one who comes into church to barely get into church and then quickly get out. You wanna be one who begins to actually, how about this, talk to people. Yeah. How, wait, wait. Turn to somebody and smile at them right now. Go ahead. Somebody you don't know. Go ahead. Turn and smile at somebody you don't know. Oh my gosh. See that? <laughs> Woo! You did it. Man, over the years I've watched Christians, and they're not all just new babies in the Lord. These are folks who've been in the Lord for some time, and they're coming into church, they like this. And then they leave church, and they like this. And then they'll call you up and say, Pastor Ken, I got so much going on in my life. I'm like, okay, tell me. And they tell you and you're like, man, there was a life group, a group of folks from the church that just taught eight weeks on that. Were you there? No, when I come to church, nobody talks to me. But I'm very pastoral, do you believe that? See, if you want people to talk to you so that you, according to Psalm 1, can start getting the resources of life that you need, quit waiting for people to talk to you. How about this? You start talking to them. I took all morning to meditate on that, Miss Karen. All morning. Everybody say profound wisdom. I had somebody recently say, hey, friends, gotta desire friends. You know what scripture says? If you desire friends, show yourself. Oh man, there's a concept. See, in other words, this is how we do it sometimes. And I'm being honest, because if you don't hear this, sometimes we never change. But sometimes being this truthful, people go, it's like a shock reality. Like, oh, I do come into church and I never talk to people. No wonder I don't feel a connection. Thank you, Pastor Ostav. You're all going to stay up. You get a raise. <laughs> the only ones talking is the Pastor Ostav because we understand. But see, if you desire friends or connections, this is what we think. That if we pray, it's going to come out of heaven like on a silver platter. There's 13 friends. You're, they're texting you, they're just calling you, they're tweeting you, they're on Facebook, posting. Can you go to dinner with us? I mean, they're just all over you. Everybody say, eh. You sow, you reap. 
Step out in faith. Start going after what you want and need. And watch this. God provides. Okay, I'm done preaching. Let's go ahead and take up our offering. Does that make sense? And you know why a lot of you are quiet? Because somebody said it to me at the first service. They're like, you really got me thinking. That's why some of you are quiet. See, sometimes our answers, listen, are that simple. Change the way you act. Change what you do to get what you want different. Amen? But look at this, it goes on to say, because we want to see you happy, we want to see you fortunate and prosperous and enviable and envious, I should say, of others. You're the man that walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly. Quit talking to those who don't know Jesus, following their advice, their plans, and their purposes. Don't be one that stands submissive and inactive. Circle the word inactive. We're going to study that word. Don't be inactive in the midst or the path of those who don't know Jesus or where sinners walk. In other words, just in this world. See, just living in this world, if you're gonna be inactive in the principles we're gonna teach, like reading your Bible on a daily basis, having a, a consistent daily prayer life, coming to church, but being active. Listen to what I'm saying. There's a difference coming to church and being actively involved in your church. There's a world of difference. And I'll tell you, if you wanna just come in and walk into church and walk out, we will love you just the same, but your life isn't gonna be the same as the ones around you who have chosen to be active. That's just Bible truth. So if you're gonna choose just to be inactive while you're living in this life, you will constantly get your counsel from sinners. That's what scripture says. Just simple thing of turning on the news, as I mentioned in our prayer time. News, listen, if you want real information, the news media is not it. Okay, thank you for that. Let me see, oh, that's the person I paid to do that. Thank you, I'll give you that $50 later. I pay people to clap. That's the only way. Pastor Lamorne, I need a raise because I am in debt right now. I should clarify, I prepay. <laughs> Look at verse two. But his delight and desire in the law of the Lord and on his law, the word of God, the precepts, the instructions, and the teachings. Every time you read the Bible, you're being taught by God. Every time you crack open your Bible in the midst of your busy life, you're being taught by God. My Lord, being taught by God Almighty. How do you get any better than that? You get to sit down and get counseled by God. Come on. But I ain't got time. Really? Now let's skip the rest of these verses. I'm gonna go right to the notes because a lot of the notes are gonna clarify some of these verses just for the sake of time. Let's look at this growth goals. It says, think on this, it's back to your notes. Think on this, every deed slash action is a seed and every day is a harvest. Whatever you're sowing today, you're going to experience sometime in the future. So if you sow today, 
And day after day, no consumption of God's word, God's counsel, you're gonna come up short when life demands. See, in Psalm 1, it says that when you're the one who reads and consumes God's counsel and gets God's counsel through the sources he has, his word, the Bible, church, connection with people in church, et cetera, et cetera, that you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and its roots go deep and it will yield its fruit in its due season. In other words, life's gonna demand from you. Life may be really cold, especially for those of us comfy and cozy, life's really good, and I don't know about this growth thing because I feel like I've grown you know, a lot in the last 30 years of walking with the Lord and I'm kind of, you know, I'm okay, you know, but I'm telling you, life has a way of throwing you a curveball. Something may come that demands of your faith and if you ain't been feeding it, you're coming up short. That's what Psalm 1 is saying. So every day, you're gonna sow and every day, Eventually you will reap. Look at this next statement. I love this. Ultimately, we are sowing for where we are going. See, if you want to be a better spouse for your marriage, choose today. Boy, first service. Man, so far, some of you guys, the men here today on second service, you've gotten off pretty easy. For some reason, first service, whew, how many were here first service? How many men were here? Men. Chris, what do you think? They're getting off pretty easy so far, huh? But you know why I just said what I said? Because we about to amp it up. I just prepared all you men. I have a heart for men. I really do. Obviously, I'm a man, but I have a heart for men because I know what it's like. Like, example, I love the... Uh, <laughs> The excuse that sometimes we as men will convey, like example, you know, get the man voice, you know, my wife reads enough Bible for both of us. <laughs> really? I didn't know there was that much time in the day. Ooh, how many know that's good? <laughs> Come on, ladies, back me up. Or how about this? Uh, my wife, yeah, she goes to church enough for all of us. Really? We have a special seat for you in church. Men. No, we're men, and all joking aside, but men, we lead. You're anointed to lead. Let me tell you something, this is a little inside information. I've watched over the years, my wife and I, we've watched over years when women tried to be the spiritual leader in their home, that physically, certain parts of the female anatomy break down in that woman's body. It's a proven fact, we did a study on it. When the husband, and I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say it with strength. Now, man, if, you're, if you fit this, I love you, but it's the truth. When men are lazy spiritually in their home and they're not leading the way that they should, reading their Bible, having an active prayer life, being involved actively in their church, the wife who loves the Lord begins to take over that, that spiritual leadership and their body begins to break down certain anatomy of the woman's body because they're not meant to carry that load. They're not meant to lead. Men are to lead. You, you got the, did you, you know, if, help me Jesus. Your shoulders are broader, at least I hope they are, than your wife. And the, 
And the reason your shoulders are broader than your wife is because you're to carry the load. That means you come out of your prayer closet saying, Mama, I just got done praying for little Bobby. Let me tell you something. Little Bobby gonna come back to Jesus. Don't you worry yourself, Mama, because Daddy got it done in prayer. Come on now. None of this. Honey, have you been praying for Bobby? Because you know I'm working so hard at work. Maybe that's why little Bobby went astray, Daddy. I don't like him no more. I wish, I wish Ken will never preach anymore. Verse one, look at your notes. It talks about being active, inactive. Look at the word inactive, define. It means to be passive, sluggish, unmoving, and immobile. Passive, sluggish, unmoving, and immobile. If there's something you see in your life that's causing pain in your life, get up and begin to move in the opposite direction. It's that simple. Get up and move in the opposite direction. And guess what God does? He begins to counsel you. Because what you're doing is causing pain, it's the wrong path. So that means you're gonna quit going to the sources that you're trying to get answers from because that's obviously the wrong path and you're gonna begin to get on the right path which is Bible reading, prayer time and actively involved in church. And once you do that, all of a sudden, answers start coming to you for the new path you chose. Look at the synonym for inactive. Are you, are you ready for this? That blank is lazy or idle. No, I'm not calling you lazy. I'm just telling you what a synonym is for inactive. But let me ask you this. If you're not reading your Bible faithfully, you're not having a consistent prayer life, you're not actively involved in your church, part of the definition of that, uh, that's inactive, part of that inactive definition is lazy. I'm just telling you what it says. You define whether you're lazy or not. Look at an antonym. Let me give you something positive because I want you to feel all fuzzy right now. Look at, look at an antonym, an opposite of lazy or idle or inactive. It means to be lively. You know what lively means? Give life activity to your problem. Quit just worrying about it. Quit just talking about it, especially to the wrong people. Quit complaining about it. Quit dwelling on it. Get up. Go opposite of that pain, of that problem, and put life. See, you breathe to put life or energy into your growth. So you're excited over that. Look at verse two. But his delight and desires are in the law of the Lord and on his law. Back to your notes. Precepts and instructions, the teachings of God. He habitually, habitually, habitually meditates, which simply means to think about to ponder and to study day and night. Everybody say, that's every day. Every day. Say it again, every day. Every now say this, every day, every day. I, I choose, choose to, be to be in God's word. In God's word. 
Look at this, delight defined, high degree of pleasure and joy. Do you see that? When you delight yourself, when you just simply choose, I mean, you don't always feel like reading the Bible. Who, who come up with that? Who, there's no way. How many always feel like coming to church? I don't go through that. I don't know about you. Your flesh, it, it don't want to go to church all the time. It don't want to read the Bible all the time. It don't want to be challenged. There's parts of your soul that haven't been renewed yet, your mind, your will, and your emotions that haven't been renewed to the truths of God's word are still fighting you. So every time you crack open the Bible, all of a sudden these thoughts of everything you gotta do because I'm gonna get attacked by the word. It's the truth. There's, there's stinking thinking that's still in you that man, it starts freaking out when you start cracking open your Bible. It's the truth. Because it knows the purity of the truth of God's word begin to wash over you like water as it talks about in Ephesians and that stinking thinking wants to stay, it don't want to go. It's got a stronghold in you and will fight you. Man, that's good preaching. Somebody need to say amen, somebody. Where's my clappers? Clap on, clap on. The clappers. (laughs) Oh God, I need help. Here we go. Meditate to find, to discourse with oneself concerning the great things contained in his word with full involvement, full involvement, mark that. Full involvements of our minds by being fixed in thought. I tell folks, if you're reading a devotion, which may be a chapter or a couple chapters of the Bible, or it could be a teaching that you're reading that's something that somebody wrote about the Bible, if a verse of chapters that you're reading or a thought of a few chapters that somebody wrote about the Bible really stand out to you, extract them from that devotion. Put them on the, the note app that you have in your mobile device, put them on old fashioned index cards, whatever you gotta do. Take that scripture that stood out, take that thought quote that stood out, put it somewhere separate from that devotion, put it in your pocket, carry it around with you all day. That's how you end up memorizing truths. I think it's good, I don't know. Look at this next thought. Think of this, by day and night equals continuous, that's your next blank. By day and night equals continuous pondering and studying. Remember, you can't just read the Bible, you gotta study it, and that's a different teaching. Which creates the habitualness via the delight in God's word, but you gotta delight in God's word. Remember, I love this, look at this. The grass, at your next blank, the grass is greener where you water it. Okay, husbands and wives, troubled marriage. Divorce begins to enter your mind. Eh, just, she ain't what I thought she'd be. He's a scoundrel that I always believed he was. And you begin to entertain and contemplate divorce because you know what? She or he is such a mess. If I divorce them, surely I'll marry the perfect woman. Wow. Pastor Lemoyne and Miss Judy, help me out with that. Is that even true? The perfect spouse in heaven. See, it's green where you water it. 
So when your marriage is rocky and you're beginning to contemplate and be tempted to contemplate divorce, start watering. Go buy some books. Watch. Go buy a book on marriage. I love when people say to me, I'm not a reader. I was telling first service, okay, okay, I, I gotta confess. Now I'm gonna talk to the men real quick. Now some of you, even, even some of you, some of you men are gonna get real comfortable with this, but you're gonna be okay. Because I'm me. I like me. Thanks, honey. I don't even have to pay her to say that. But I like me because God created me to be me, especially when I'm doing right now. And I'm about to sting some of the men here real hard. Man, when you, don't ever come to me and use that excuse. If you come for advice and I say, well, here's a book, I want you to really read this. And you say to me, I'm not a reader. Something happens to me. I envision me doing something that's not real good for you. And I have to restrain myself. I'm kidding. Don't ever say that. Number one, forget me, I'm teasing. But for you, don't ever confess that. That's a lie. I know folks that never were taught to read began to pick up their Bible because they knew they needed to read it and God taught them how to read. Don't ever limit the supernatural of God. Let me tell you a hidden key to this and I know we're way out of time but this, I, I can't go past this because I've heard that excuse so many, I'm not a reader. Let me tell you what it is. The more you force yourself to pick up a book and especially the Bible and start reading, see a lot of that I'm not a reader is your mind is in a bad habit. The more you read, the more you'll train your mind. And all of a sudden, your mind will do, I've seen this happen with people over and over and over. They just force themselves to read that book, force themselves to read the Bible, force themselves to read. And then all of a sudden, their mind does a flip. And then all of a sudden, it's like a breakthrough. And then next you know, I love to read. How many are following me? Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, be a reader. Go ahead, tell them. Let's go on if we can. Remember, look at your notes. Under number, Roman, Roman numeral number three, which is verse three. Remember, activity equals productiveness. And then what? Creates. Creates progress. Mark that. If you want to progress in your life, you've got to have Activity towards that progress. It's not coming out of heaven on a silver platter. You gotta move towards that progression that you want. Now, let me hit the pause button, especially for, for those who've been in the Lord a long time. You're gonna have to sometimes pray, Lord, show me where I need to mature in, because sometimes we, we can be blinded to our comfortableness. We can be blinded to the the surmountable amount of growth maybe that we have experienced after 30, 40 years of being a Christian. I believe there's been some great growth, but how many know there's still more growth? There's times I just pray, Lord, you, you show me. How many know sometimes it's pretty evident? Right? How many know we all need to grow? As long as you're what? Breathing. Amen? Now, for the sake of time, 
I'm about to give you these blanks without teaching. I'm just gonna give them to you so you have them. Are you ready? Media guy, thank you for keeping up with me. Here we go. I'm just giving you the blanks to fill in because we're coming to a conclusion of our, of our service. Letter A, progress, the process of development. That's the, the blank there. The process of development and growth. That's progress. But notice the word process. How many know you're gonna be intentional? Everybody say intentional. If you don't give intentionality or have intent to grow, you're not growing. God's not doing it for you. No, it's the truth. Listen to me. It's a step of faith. The Bible says you work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Working out salvation doesn't mean you work to get saved and forgiven of your sins. Once you're forgiven of your sins, there's a continuum of your salvation, and that's called maturity or Christlikeness. You've got to work that out, that growth, that maturity with fear and trembling. In other words, I'm constantly realizing I stand before Almighty God, and this is coming a day I'm literally standing before Almighty God, and I'm responsible for my Christlikeness. Number one, here we go. That word is blank is expected. Progress in the life of a believer should be expected. God expects progress in your life. Number two, believers are to strive for that progress. How many know it's not just gonna happen automatically? You gotta strive for it. You gotta get up every day and purpose for it. And for some of us, at the beginning of something, it's gonna be a fight. How many know, everybody look at me, it's gonna be a fight. Come on, you know what I always say, the moment you decide to lose 10 pounds, you smell cake everywhere you go. (laughs) Cake, I smell cake, and nobody else smells cake but you. I'm telling you, I smell cake, there's no cake. I'm telling you, there's cake. (laughs) It's the truth. Three, progress in the life of a believer brings assurance. See, in the midst of a struggling marriage, you can be assured it's gonna turn back around. Why? Because I'm reading, I'm studying, I'm learning, I'm going to counsel, I'm having the right input. I'm on the right path. I'm not on the path of the world or sinners. I'm on the path of the righteous where God has a voice. Because I've watched, I've watched spouses' demeanors. Their, their marriage is literally at the verge of divorce, but as soon, look at me, as soon as both of them decide to go to counsel, they haven't even been to a counseling session, but as soon as they both agreed, their countenance changes. It's like, whew, there's hope. Assurance. Number four, the church is expected to progress. That's why we're preaching hot and heavy what we're preaching. That's why Pastor Don did a whole series on building a great life, how to build a great life. How many weeks did he do that thing, man? Why? Because we expect you to progress. Number five, progress produces a strong root system. How many know you gotta have a strong root system? Next one's literally, here we go. Letter B is growth. Number one under letter B is symbol. Number two is maturity, infancy to maturity. I apologize for the quickness, but we must. Number three, that's growth. The fivefold ministry works and prays for growth in believers. Number four is growth only comes from God. 
remember is deep. You must have a deep rootedness. Number five is spiritual growth. Letter A, letter A is love. Letter B is faith. Letter C is knowledge. And if you didn't get those, there's an email up on the screen for my administrator, Crystal. Email her for the rest. I'm sure some of you didn't get those last ones. I hope you got something out of this word this morning. I really do. I really do. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.